Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I hope you're all keeping really, really well today. As we come towards the end of August, the weather has been beautiful the last few days. Not too hot, not too cold, so just perfect in my opinion. And I am your host, I am Shemaine Linney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist and biohacker. And I'm very happy to have you here with me for episode 198. Hopefully it won't be too long. Um, it's a topic that just popped into my head. I've done a couple of posts on this. But with the time that we're living in and a lot of information coming out now, I really thought this would be important to share because I get a lot of questions lately about this. And when I do it in podcast episode like this, it allows me to educate you easier rather than text or whatever other way I choose to converse with you. Um, but I like doing the podcast because I can talk as I would teaching you in person. But before we go on, I must emphasize that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So in this episode, we're looking at one molecule, or we could call it one supplement, called quercetin, and I've recommended it a lot over the years. This past year, 18 months or so, it's become a lot more popular. People are starting to recognize the name. But I've been recommending quercetin for a long time, especially as an antihistamine for my clients, because quercetin is a very safe, natural, effective antihistamine. So I'll use it with rashes or with hives and stuff like that. So Quercetin is um, what we would consider an antioxidant molecule. And this means that it is an electron donor. It gives the body electrons, which in turn act as antioxidants and push down inflammation and other symptoms associated with an inflammatory response like allergy symptoms like sinus congestion, like um, aches and pains, rashes like I mentioned, hives, even blood pressure. Because before I go on, what is an inflammatory symptom? Well, it's, a, it's an immune response. Inflammation is an immune response. Um, and this is why quercetin works so well because of its antioxidant and electron donating properties. There are some that say quercetin is the best electron donor. Um, I don't know how true that is. The, the research around that specific statement was done quite a while ago. Were they looking at other electron neutralizers or donors like grounding and molecular hydrogen. I'm not sure, but I do know that I'll agree with them. It's pretty good. So that's how quercetin works in that it's an anti-inflammatory molecule. Now, when we look at 
what else is quercetin good for? And I'm kind of uh, watching how I say certain things because I don't want to get taken down anywhere. Um, my goal is to help people and I can't help people if I get taken down off all the platforms. So when we look at viral strains, cold and flu season and any other viruses, uh, quercetin is very effective at supporting the body at fighting off those issues. So we'll get into that a minute in a few minutes. So quercetin, like I mentioned, it's an antioxidant. Uh, we think of our antioxidant foods. Um, but when we break it down, quercetin is a flavonoid. Um, and it's one of the flavonoids. There's many different flavonoids. But um, it's a compound that belongs to the group of flavonoids. And you'll have heard of flavonoids when you think of probably red wine or dark chocolate or blueberries or green tea. So flavonoids being antioxidants and that's where quercetin falls in there. And all antioxidants, just to clarify, they are electron donors. That's how they are antioxidants because our oxidant or oxidating molecules or our free radicals, those guys are missing electrons and that's how they cause so much havoc. They're like nut jobs going around the body and then our antioxidants come in and they give those free radicals an electron and it neutralizes them. Um, and antioxidants and flavonoids, as I'm sure you know, um, especially those of you that work with me and are educated in the world of sirtuins or the cert food diet, we know that there is an abundance of health benefits to flavonoids and antioxidants and spe specific um, compounds within flavonoids that activate our sirtuin genes, like our resveratrol. Resveratrol is another one. Um, not as potent an anti-inflammatory as quercetin because all these flavonoids do different things, but quercetin acting more on the disease prevention side of things. Anyway, I digress. So like I said, antioxidants are compounds that bind to uh, neutralize free radicals by giving them uh, a free electron, basically. Now, quercetin believe it or not, is the most abundant flavonoid in the diet. It's estimated that the average person consumes 10 to 100 milligrams of it daily through various sources without realizing it. So a lot of those foods that I mentioned, like our green tea, our red wine, even our organic coffee, capers, our green apples, our berries, our broccolis, onion, all of these foods, citrus fruits, cherries, all of these foods are high in quercetin. And this is why there's so many reasons why whole natural foods from the earth are good for us. There's so many reasons. And yes, that includes our chicken and our cows and our bison and everything else. Like whole foods are so good for us for so many reasons. Um, but it, you can also get it in supplemental form. Generally, I recommend it in capsule form, but you can get it in powder too. So like I mentioned, it's very good for inflammation. Um, 
it does support the immune system in that sense and in another sense that I'm going to mention in a minute. It helps combat allergies because of its anti-inflammatory aspect, but also because um, quercetin helps activate mast cell. So mast cells are basically our attack cells, they're, they're also known as mastocytes. So they're a type of white blood cell produced by bone marrow as part of the immune system and our neuroimmune system. And these cells are best known for their role in these specific cells. They're known for those allergy and anaphylaxis symptoms. So mast cells release histamine in response to some sort of immune issue. So they release histamine uh, to help defend against pathogens or whatever your immune system can't tolerate. And they protect molecule, they protect us from having certain molecules cross the blood-brain barrier. Where when we introduce quercetin, then quercetin then can deactivate those mast cells. And this is where we see those symptoms decline and pretty much go away. Um, so generally, when we're looking at that, I will recommend that clients take around 500 milligrams in the morning and then again in the evening. The dosage, like 500 in the morning and the evening is very basic. I might increase the dosage and the timing depending on the severity of someone's symptoms. Um, but that's how quercetin can help with those allergy symptoms by deactivating those mast cells. And then when we look at viruses. How can quercetin help us with viruses? So quercetin, in a couple of ways, quercetin can help inhibit viruses through viral replication would be one. So quercetin can help um, these viral or these pathogens from binding to your cells. And then the other way is quercetin and I posted about this in my biohacking Facebook group the other day, but quercetin helps push zinc into the cells. And this is why you'll see a lot of health professionals now recommending quercetin as a therapeutic along with zinc and along with high dose vitamin C and along with D3. So quercetin, um, helps with the viral replication, as does zinc. I suppose they go hand in hand. Um, but quercetin, as one study shows us, it's called, the title of the study is Quercetin as an antiviral agent inhibits influenza A virus entry. So by, through the pathways of pushing the zinc into the cells and then the zinc helps protect the cells from getting further penetration from pathogens and from its spreading. And this is why it's important to know about this because um, I'm all about sharing is caring and helping people understand how to protect their body and how to um, 
look at other natural therapeutics and not always at the conventional, if that makes sense. Not always pharmaceutical. That's not always the way to go, in my opinion. There's other safer natural ways that are just as effective. If you get a chance to look at that study, so it's that 2015 study, again, the title is Quercetin as an Antiviral Agent Inhibits Influenza A Virus Entry. You'll see, if you scroll down through that, you'll see that quercetin, there's a lot of research that supports quercetin's um, benefits in being more expansive than I've, what I've mentioned so far. So quercetin exerts anti-proliferative, antioxidative, antibacterial, anti-cancer, antiviral effects. So you'll see that just in the last paragraph of the introduction. And what anti-proliferative means, it stops pathogens from reproducing or growing. So um, this is one of the best supplements in my opinion out there for supporting your health and I also have used this with some of my clients who cannot stomach berberine not everyone can stomach berberine and there's a few protocols anti-inflammatory protocols I have where berberine is required and I'll substitute then quercetin for berberine instead um, and it works pretty well so again, we have how does quercetin work? Well, it's a very strong anti-inflammatory. It deactivates mast cells. It'll help with any sort of allergy symptoms or rashes or hives or anything like that. It has anti-cancer effects. It um, helps with anti-pathogens, whatever they may be. Pathogens is an umbrella term for viruses, bacteria, yeasts, fungi, all that sort of stuff. <coughs> can help reduce blood pressure. Again, that's those anti-inflammatory um, aspects of this flavonoid may lower your risk of chronic brain disorders such as Alzheimer's and dementia. That very much comes back to the whole inflammation aspect of things as well because both of those diseases are directly connected towards inflammation that has been present long term over the years which has degraded the blood vessels the capillaries the brain cells all that sort of stuff so um so and then some other benefits well <laughs> to me i laugh this makes sense to me but it obviously wouldn't make sense to everyone may help combat aging well of course if you go back to that podcast episode I've mentioned a lot on inflammaging. One of the main causes of aging is inflammation and it'll present in wrinkly older skin, it'll present in aches and pains. It's all inflammation guys, all of it comes back to inflammation. So when, it, when I see references that quercetin may help with combating aging, I'm like, well, obviously, because it's such a good anti-inflammatory, if you can reduce inflammation and live a life pretty much 
of zero inflammation in the body, of course you're going to slow down aging because there's not going to be anything oxidizing your body. And that's what aging is. It's oxidizing or oxidation when we think of like rusting. That's what it is. Um, may aid in exercise performance. So a review of 11 human studies found that taking quercetin may slightly improve endurance um, exercise performance that's most likely going to be that anti-inflammatory aspect as well helping with recovery and blood flow and oxygen uh, very important uh, and may aid in blood sugar control human and animal research indicates that the compound may reduce fasting blood sugar levels and protect against complications of diabetes again that comes back to you guessed it, inflammation and that reduction of the blood pressure and the thinning of the blood and all of that. So um, quercetin, another option would be serapeptase, but no, I'm just thinking outside the box. Forget I said that. So again, food sources of quercetin, but if you came down with an illness or something, you wouldn't be depending on food sources. You would need a supplement, but again, food sources are going to be uh, our capers, peppers, onions, shallots, asparagus, cherries, um, apples, broccoli, berries, anything red, like our red lettuces and our red cabbages, and then our teas, yerba mate, black tea, green tea are going to be really, really good. I like rosemary tea. Rosemary as well is a good source of um, flavonoids. When you when you're considering foods and where could I get quercetin, your mind should be going directly towards what are antioxidant foods. Any foods that we would consider to be antioxidant foods, then they are going to be good sources of flavonoids and thus quercetin. Um, and then if you got a supplement, the typical dosage is range from a thousand maybe two thousand milligrams a day it depends on the severity of the symptoms it depends on the issue as well if it's a virus I might split the doses differently than I would if it was like a rash so um, that's where it's handy to have someone that you can talk to so another health professional or message me if you need to I'm sure you know you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram or my website um, but lastly, because everyone asks this, is it safe? Is there side effects? Like collagen, quercetin is pretty much safe for everyone. It's in most of the foods we eat already. You might experience some, like a headache or maybe some stomach ache if you take a really, really high dose of it, as with most supplements. But otherwise, quercetin is pretty safe. And even for pregnant and breastfeeding women, I mean, we get it most of the time through our foods. So um, go back and consult with your health care professional or your health professional and they'll be able to direct you in the right direction as they say so I'm gonna leave it at that straight to the point I hope you found this helpful quercetin is something that should be in everyone's house now you can use it with kids as well your best pairing quercetin with 
zinc and vitamin C and D3 if you do get some sort of pathogen like I mentioned um, but hopefully you don't but always be it's always good to be prepared in my opinion okay have a great day I'll chat to you guys really soon and as always caring is sharing if you have any loved ones or friends that you feel would benefit from this information especially in these times we live in please do share with them and yeah that's it stay safe get plenty of sunshine and I'll chat to you guys real soon bye bye